I'm bringing you a Halloween surprise. But before starting this special episode, I wanted to provide a disclaimer. In this episode, we get real about the IT or managed service provider world. Our intention is not to offend, but to educate. Just like in any industry, one bad apple can destroy a whole batch. And for what we do, trust between the IT professional and the business owner is the most important thing. So, without further ado, creepy, let's get spooky. You want your business to succeed. Technology can get you there. Let's throw open the IT closet door and explore how technology is impacting your goals. Join us on Business Plus Tech Equals Success with your host, CEO of Sabino Comtech and industry unicorn, Nancy Sabino. Okay, so this is a Halloween special. I'm not usually typically doing something like this, but I figured I love Halloween and there's definitely a lot of scary stories out there that I could tell, that Angel could tell, and that our guests today could tell. So today we're doing a panel. I have brought in Myron Herrera, who you guys have heard from before, and a new friend, Don Sizer. So Myron, if you can introduce yourself and then we'll hop on over to Don and then Angel, you can reintroduce yourself as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Myron Herrera from Cinetech Solutions, uh, an MSP out of Dallas. I'm as well the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP based out of Dallas as well. And I'm Dawn Sizer. We're an MSP out of South Central Pennsylvania. We are Third Element Consulting. And I am Angel Sabino with Sabino Comtech. I think Nancy might know me. I don't really know, though. <laughs> Tries to keep me locked up. <laughs> uh, no, I told you you could come out and play anytime you want. <laughs> okay. All right. And we're in uh, we're a little bit outside of Houston, Texas. Yes. Awesome. So experts in our fields, I would have to say, um, award-winning, all all of those awesome things that we all do. And so I wanted to kind of bring us together, not to talk smack about the industry, I would say, but more so to talk about some of the scary stuff that we've encountered that affect business owners, um, either that we have seen and said, no way, I'm not touching that. I'm not going anywhere near that business that looks like it's about to implode to all the way of, to scare tactics and things like that. Selling, I guess, selling tactics that MSPs do or other IT companies do and so on and so forth. So I know Myron loves stories and I figured <laughs> that would probably be the best way to handle some of these things. Um, so Dawn, can you tell us like one thing that you see within the industry and that you were just like, no, I cannot believe that this happens or is happening that business owners should be aware of? Oh, wow. You want me to pick one? <laughs> just one? Just one? I'm sure um, we'll get to a few. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I was at a conference uh, a couple years ago. And I'm sitting there and I, and I went to this particular thing just as a favor because they needed a body to fill in. It was no big deal. And uh, a guy is standing up there and he's doing selling, right? And he's telling people how to sell. And he's, he's talking to other MSPs and here's how you need to sell. And he starts talking about security. And I think, oh, here we go. And he's, he brings up this big thing and he starts talking about security and all the things you need to be aware of. And then he starts down the road of, and you need to make sure that you scare these people good and sell mm. through fear. And I'm like, yeah, I'm checking out, pulling my chute. I'm out. Like, I'm all done. <laughs> like, who does that? I mean, I completely understand that you want to educate somebody. And that's completely fine. And sometimes that education is a little bit scary until you explain that, yes, these are the things that are out there. This is the stuff that, you know, we need to be aware of. But on the flip side of that, here are the things that can actually make you stronger, better, better qualified, better prepared, you know, so you don't have to sell through fear. And I mean, he was really right. on the, 
that may horrify these people so that they will buy from you. And there was no educating. It was just horrify them. Yeah. There's a, yeah. a scene in um, Halt and Catch Fire. I don't know if you guys watched that show where it's early 80s. Um, it talks about the, uh, the, I guess, the beginnings of the computing world, and the Internet and such and so forth. And antivirus was uh, one thing that they featured as a new product. And that's exactly how they sold it was based on fear. And it was like, oh, that is... That is not the way to go about it, guys. <laughs> yeah. So use car sales, Minnie. It, 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 it does feel dirty. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that slimy feeling that you get when you're like, hey, I see you want to buy a new car. How much you want to spend? <laughs> like, I have a lemon for you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and the funny thing is that we, we could probably, especially with cybersecurity, and it's such a, you know, a lot of times as an MSP, you also can come off like you're scaring. So, you know, for for people that are listening, just to make sure that they're distinguishing somebody that's, you know, truly pushing out and selling, like scaring you, like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're about to, you know, burn down, you know, kind of thing versus look, these are your, you know, potential risks that you have, right? So that's the, that's the big thing as a, as a, somebody that's buying or getting pitched at, you know, they should be able to identify those things because it gets scary, it, you know, and, and like Don says, I mean, these, some of these stories are, you know, people use these tactics that are, that are hard. They're hard. I think if that, if that sales meeting ends with, I guess you don't want to protect your client's data and I guess you want to spend time in jail. Goodbye, sir. That, that's when you know you're being, you're being scared <laughs> to death. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't tried that one yet, but maybe we should. I mean, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I just wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I I like to think of um, I would like to sell with hope as opposed to fear, just because. I mean, ultimately speaking, if if what we are selling is cybersecurity then why go with fear as opposed to hope when hope at least tells people, I have those answers for you. I yeah. can help you with that. And there is some hope within that. Yeah. So I don't understand that, that sales tactic either. It's, oh, cringe. <laughs> I, I, it does go along with what Myron was saying, though. It's a, it's a slippery slope. You know, you, you want to bring up all the holes. But as you're bringing up the holes, you realize like you, you see that like deer in headlights look in someone's eyes and and, you know, trying to balance that and make sure that when you walk through the door or when you're talking to that person or, or when you're the person receiving that stuff, that that it's not just being piled on and that that end sentence isn't, you know, well, I guess you don't want to protect your business. Then, right. you know, it, it, it's a balancing act. And I think it's something that a lot of people have to do or some people just give into and they're like, nope, I love this. I love doing it off of fear. I want to walk out of there and they need to be scared so that they'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, that's just their tactic. That's for anything. They just go to that fear uh, because they, they, it gets them, it gets whoever's receiving the information maybe more active in turn in trying to close the deal. Well, it's the emotional you know? response that you're right. trained to evoke in people because people don't buy from anything other than emotion. And we all know that it's just right. imagine a, mm -hmm. it's picking the right emotion. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. But do you guys think that uh, someone who has made a decision out of fear can regret that decision? I think that's why a lot of places have churn, honestly. Yeah, you know, because the problem is that when you you sell on fear, you're also selling that it's, at least the way that the person listening to it maybe thinks that it's you're bulletproofing. And there, and as we all know, we're not bulletproofing. We're we're just, you know, trying to close as many gaps as we can, you know. Um, so when we're there's just another door in front of all the other doors that should be there, ex exactly. Yeah. So so when when something is sold, so let's just say uh, a firewall as an example, right? And something happens, and the the the, the, the end user is like, well, well, you sold me a firewall. You told me that th there was this big risk and I bought it and now I, you know, so they're, they have the, the wrong, the wrong intention, right? This is there. So if, if there's, if it's sold in a way where you're saying, look, you know, the firewall is just one piece of the entire puzzle 
and we got to put in all these other pieces and things like that. But that even even with a modern brand new firewall, there could be a case where something happens. You set the right expectation, but that you got to be showing hope. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to be able to help this. We're going to be able to get through this. Um, so I think that that's that's why you see the churn because people, you know, they read through it at that point. That's a good point. Without that disclaimer of um, nothing is a hundred percent, then you're going to run into issues like this that even fear-based selling can't fix or can't um, provide that answer to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one way um, of selling, I guess, not just cybersecurity, but also an MSP, that kind of thing, which is a, a based off of fear, any other tactics that you guys have seen out there? Well, I'll tell you how I ran away from a deal. <laughs> Not a tactic. But did did you actually there. run? Because like, I can totally see that, like, gone. I was like, flash. I was like, I was out of there. Um, <laughs> now we know who he's going to be for Halloween. <laughs> um, with my son's going to be flash, by the way. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, so the 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 we got this government bid right for this uh, entity in in a state. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but um, we we were looking at their requirements and what they they wanted, you know, for us to guarantee that everything was going to be up and all these other things. And it was like really at the edge of you know this is impossible. Again, you know, we can't guarantee that a hard drive's not going to crash. I mean, that's just, I can't guarantee it, you know? So, um, and then the caveat to the whole thing was that they were, all the systems were all out of, they were end of life mm. and they didn't have, they didn't want to budget for a replacement. <laughs> oh no. So, you know, as a, as a, as an end customer, right? Like the, as the end user or the customer, you have to understand that for us to be able to provide good service, you have to keep the systems up up to speed, right? Um, and and to me, that was, I you know, and and your best MSPs will most likely run away from those. That that's fear to us, you know. <laughs> Windows that's, XP forever. Yeah. Oh God. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think so the, that as yeah. as a customer, you 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 want to make sure that you stay up in compliance with the latest, not necessarily the latest, but at least it, within the life cycle. Yeah, at least, at least within the life cycle. You so. gotta be supported. <laughs> yeah. Piggyback off of Myron though, um, the other side of that coin is uh, MSPs that will undersell, um, and I think that's a, a, a scary tactic, or however you want to put that. Which, which can lead right into what he was talking about. So I'm going to come in there and say that not only is this, can I do this, but I can do it for less than those guys said they were going to do it. None of those out-of-date machines, that, that, that's not even important. All of these requirements and, and you know, these little stipulations you're going to put, of course I can guarantee every single one of those, and it's going to be at you know 85% of the cost. You're going to save so much money. It's going to be ridiculous. Just wait and see. Just wait and see. Um, so it's like a, it's almost like a counter tactic where you have a, a respectable provider come in and our service provider come in and say, you're going to need ABC. It's going to take time. It's going to take work. We want to, we want to do it with you. It's going to be great in the end. We can't guarantee you these things because that, that's, you know, it, it's immoral for us to do that. But, but our job is to make sure that you're running well, that you're protected, blah, 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 blah. And then you have somebody come in and say, oh, we're going to do all that for 25 bucks. Yeah. You know, I, I had a conversation this morning uh, with someone uh, uh, and the same th- that was that was basically it. It was you be careful with, you know, whoever's coming in there and is giving you a low ball price because most likely they're not a true business. They don't have, you know, business insurance, workers comp. They don't really have employees, they, you know, like all these all these things that you know, to be a reputable business, you got to be, you know, whether you're bonded or not, whatever, but, you know, to be a reputable business, it costs money, right? So, you know, you can get somebody out there that will do the, do the work, but they're not going to be a true or professional, you know, organization. So oh, my uh, that's personal definitely favorite. scary. It, it, yeah. So. I mean, the ones that get me are, yeah, we're going to do it for that price, 
but what they don't tell the client then is then we're going to we're going to charge for ads move changes and we're going to charge for every time you call us and then we're going to charge for this and oh you need something else well that's another charge and so yes. they're not telling them everything yes. and i think that's just as bad i think that's the they've done something and then somebody agreed to it and then hello here's surprise you know that's the yeah. the jump scare tactic yep. I, that's how I refer to it is the jump scare and in the after the fact, like that's not cool either at all. Yeah. yeah. Then the conversation becomes, well, you didn't sign up for that. You signed up for something else. So that's not included. And the, I think to me, it's like, ultimately speaking, what ends up happening is the client gets upset. And the, and that that's why you get so much churn. And, right. Yep. You know, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it's, it's it's un it's uncomfortable. It is. Well, and then having to clean up somebody else's mess. I mean, I don't know about the rest of you, but I am so tired of cleaning up other people's messes. I mean, like, that's not, that's, that's, that's not all we do. I thought that's that what we <laughs> uh I don't know if you guys know of um, um, Joanna Gaines. Yeah. Uh, fixer upper. I that's what I tell Angel all the time. We are the fixer upper of IT because. Um, that's ultimately speaking what we run into so often <laughs> is we're having to completely redo uh, what somebody else has done or just, you know, pick up complete messes. And it's like, no, <laughs> well, and why guys, is it like this? Do you guys see that thing where, you know, that the new client was with an MSP and by MSP, they mean that somebody was billing them? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I think yes. the, the last one that we took on, they were billing them to look at logs. They were billing them to look at, I mean, they were they were basically time and materials and calling themselves an MSP, an MSP. Yeah. by doing these certain things every month. And that's where your charges were. And it was like the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they were even, they were charging for weird things. like Almost to the point where the cost doesn't equal the service being provided kind of thing. Right. Right, yeah, there was no absolutely. way they could have been making money. Yeah, it's weird sometimes. I mean, they were they well, were rolling in like some of their like equipment charges into hours build. Well, that's that's what happens when you have you know a, not a, a professional IT organization, right? And you got just some guy or girl that's kind of running, you know, with you know the backups are in my garage, you know, kind of scenario, um, and that's really that's really what you're. You know that's what we're you know going against sometimes when when you when you go and you have a proposal and the guy's like you know the the, the customer is looking at it and saying well you're charging me you know seven times what the other guys you know or the other person is is charging me so you know it's and and, it, and then you ask them where I, their backup is and, yeah well, oh we have well, one oh we've we've got one it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> it, <laughs> when you look at I, I, and Nancy, we talked about this the, yet in the other call. You know, the this industry doesn't have a way to certify who is actually a professional organization, right? You go right. to you have an you have an attorney, they've gone through law school and all that stuff. You got a, an accountant as a certified, you know, you got a CPA. But for IT, there's nothing. You know, Comtia does a great job of putting these courses together, but nobody pays attention to any of these things. Um, and I don't think, you know, I think at one point they had some kind of MSP, um, like authenticator of some sort where you had to pass this test and then that, that showed that you were an MSP. Uh, but we, honestly, we were a, you know, 10 person shop at the time and we didn't pass the test. So it, there were some things there that just didn't make sense. So, it, but it's very hard, you know, for a end customer to understand whether you're a good MSP or not, and it all blends yeah. in, you know, so, and that's why those scare tactics sometimes um, some of these people do, because it's the only way they to, get in the door. Can we dive into that just a little bit? Because I kind of like yeah. where this conversation is going. Yes. I'm curious as to, I know some of you guys know this, that we, we require all of our techs to be, you know, A plus certified, network certified, security, you know, that kind of thing through CompTIA. And we're looking at ITIL actually as a way to certify, you know, what we do and looking at the ISOs and, and things like that to say, hey, this is where we have decided to go 
to show that we are a legit organization per se. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Have yes, you guys gone that route too? Um, so I am ITIL certified. Um, and that's something that I started down that path for the exact same reasons. I wanted to be able to show not just like awards and things like that, that like, hey, the industry recognizes us, but some way to prove like our processes are thought of in a certain way. Our processes are implemented in a certain way and we follow a best practice, uh, not just for the industry, but also uh, that is good for business, so on and so forth. So I agree with that. I felt like uh, the ITIL uh, framework was one that I wanted to follow to be able to say, hey, yeah, this is, we are certified in that. We fought, this is what we follow. Um, and not just that, but then also uh, making sure that we ourselves implement NIST within our organization as well. So it's all of these things were for us like, if we're going to ask somebody to do that, we have to put our money where our mouth is and do it ourselves yeah. as well. Absolutely. I, we're, we're, we have a few people that are uh, have studied the framework and things like that. I personally haven't, um, but um, I what I think that the the biggest problem is that customers won't know the difference. Right. As much as we have to explain it and and yeah. and educate them, but they won't know the difference. Right. At the end of the day, they look at dollars, you know, mm -hmm. dollars and cents. Um, so oh. you know, I wish that there was something that yeah. can be like even pushed from a badge. whether something I 100% agree. I know it's, it's a, uh, when funny enough, I was talking to a pool guy the other or a while ago and they were um, read like this was, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, but they were starting to implement um, uh, some kind of verification or accreditation for the, the, the pool industry. Like they were going to have to start following a, B, and C rules beyond the things that they normally have to do for buildings or for building something. Uh, there was like a, uh, you know, either schooling or accreditation. There was something that they were going to have to do in order to continue to do their job. So, we'll, the, you know, he was explaining to me that he has that. So he's not worried about it, but that he had plenty of, of peers that were going to just disappear because they didn't have what they needed in order to to get that kind of accreditation, especially not in the time frame that, that it was going to come up. Or I don't know, so I'm sure some people were sleeping on it and they just didn't do it in time. Um, but I have no fear of that concept on, on the contrary, you know, I would, I would welcome it, but I feel like, especially in our industry, there would be so many people that would fight against that. You know, if, if it, you know, we were, they, they started to do something like that in Louisiana, which is, you know, a hop, skip and a jump away from us. And, um, we heard news of it from a podcast or something. And the, even the way that the presenter was speaking of the news, it was like danger, you know, uh, regulations are coming, are sneaking into the MSP industry. And, and when Nancy and I were looking at that, we were like, this is great. This should spread. I mean, whatever yeah. the, whatever the requirement is, whatever the accreditation rule book is, I mean, I'd, I'd like to, to have a voice in there to, you know, so yeah. that there's not just some random person saying, well, then you need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, people that do this stuff and people that understand it should be uh, uh, assisting to, to develop that. But I would welcome it on a personal note. Like, I just think that would be make my life so much easier for certain things. I can come in and somewhere and say, well, you don't have an accredited or a certified MSP, but we are. And therein lies the difference. That's why yes. we charge or do or say certain things. And that's why they don't. Yeah, yeah I, th I, mean, I think it's I think it's a fantastic idea. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. I mean, and the other thing I think people should look at is whether or not um, our insurance that we have to pay as an MSP is astronomical Yes. and whether people are actually insured properly and not only have the business insurance, but also the cyber policy mm -hmm. that goes along with it, because that is as that is also astronomical yeah. um, and explaining, I've explained that even to my clients, like, hey guys, this is why we do what we do and why we have to charge what we charge because our policies are, they actually drive how we do business anymore yes. yeah. and how how we can do business. Like mine even prevents me from from doing time and material anymore. Yeah. No, it's it's completely true. And you know, uh, in that conversation I had this morning with that, with that gentleman, um, the person is an attorney and he said, you know, it, 
and we were having that conversation, you can't figure out one versus the other. Um, he did suggest, it's like, you should put all those things. You have these business insurances, the cyber insurance, you have workers comp, all these things need to be, you know, added to your marketing so that when you're presenting a proposal, it has all that stuff so that the other person has to now live up to your, you know, to com compare them apples to apples. <laughs> the dog agrees with you. <laughs> yeah, he agrees. He agrees. Yeah, that's a great exactly. idea. <laughs> Shout out to the actually, puppy. <laughs> that, was actually, that was actually David in the background. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's funny that you mentioned that. I, I, hadn't, I had never thought about those things. You know, it's always, I feel like uh, we, we all spend so much time trying to make sure like, hey, we're going to protect you and these are the tools that we use and this is the, how awesome our service is. But I mean, that's a great idea, Mark. Yeah, because at the end of the day, look, if you look at it, um, if you present those things, it, 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 it almost justifies if your price is more than someone else, you know, and if the customer is okay with going with somebody that doesn't have that, then that's not a customer you want in any way, you know? But from the flip side, you know, if you are a customer that wants a professional, you know, MSP, you having seen that gives you that peace of mind, right? And and other things that came up to mind, right? Like we're, we've implemented, you know, multi-factor authentication across the board, right? That, you know, it's important that our customers or our prospects know that we have that. We assume that they all know that we're protected, but identifying those things that are different from us versus the other guys that's that's important so it was oh, yeah. i was pretty impressed by the conversation with a, with an attorney <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean it's a good conversation to have and i i hadn't thought about adding in you know the multi-factor yeah, stuff yeah. and and that I, it, it's it's absolutely true it's something that we should add to our marketing and and things that do set us apart from the other ones because we are putting things in place that not only protect us but it protects every single client that we have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Scare, here's a scare tactic. If it you is. don't have two, two, two FA on right now, you know, you could be the next target. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. And that's um, so funny enough that I think that leads to one other thought that I had, which um, was something that I know we've encountered and I'm sure you guys have too, which is, you know, taking over a an account or a client who they think that they are secure, they think that they are in compliance, and then it turns out, no, uh, you know, their risk score is so high that we're sitting here like, what do you what do you mean they told you that you have all of these things implemented when when you don't, and that's another, um, I think, scary thing when it comes to some of the IT providers out there is the clients don't know how to make sure that these things are actually being implemented, that if they are going, to, if they need to have certain security measures in place, that they're actually being done. Because then you have a company like us and, and we're like, okay, let's go down the checklist. And it's like, nope, nope, nope. And it's like, why? What happened here? Um, and was this being checked? And, you know, they're like, I don't know. I don't know how to, I, I thought so. I was told that that was a thing. Yeah. How many I times mean, have you heard that? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> well, and you know, the kicker of it is, is like, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And and that's that's the truest phrase has never been spoken other than that, other than, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And there's no way that you can fault them as the client no. for taking somebody's word who isn't mm -hmm. expert, you mm -hmm. know, and I say that with the quotes that nobody can see on the podcast. But no, Don, you have to say trusted <laughs> advisor. Yeah. Okay, trusted advisor there has told go. them that it was done and it wasn't. So you know, they took their word for it and they trusted the person that they hired to do it and it didn't happen. So now what? So yeah. then you deal with, as the next person, the anger that comes through from that. The trust, and, uh, the loss of the trust. trust. The That's trust right. violation and yeah, the, the anger that comes through and that it follows for a while. Oh yeah. yeah. And you have to have a few wins with that customer before yeah. they, they get, you know, comfortable, you know, um, and, and that's, these are the struggles. 
yeah, well, it, for sure. It causes the industry as a whole to have a stigma behind it. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what, what you know. Does it, I can name a million different, you know, things. It doesn't matter which one of these things you are or identify with or, you know, feel, you know, it, there's going to be a stigma behind it. Yeah. And you guys making me want to go get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Don's like, I've got mine. I've got mine. I'm good. <laughs> I'll bring mine out soon. <laughs> Me to be fair, I'm an hour ahead of you guys, so. Yes, that's right. Oh, that's right. It's already five <laughs> o'clock over there. <laughs> oh, so those are some of the things that I, f I feel like when we run into them, which is, you know, sadly a large portion of the time, it gets me just because um, I, how is someone supposed to know who they can trust and who they can't if what they're looking at is two of the exact same quotes, bringing it back to that, and I trying to identify, you know, trying to compare apples to oranges, because a lot of the times we know that, and one thing that I always tell Angel, you know, if I'm going up against an MSP that is the same as us, I wouldn't feel bad losing to that MSP, I would feel okay because at least I know that they're going to be taken care of. But when we're talking about someone that I know is not going to be providing the same service and whether it's the same price, cheaper, more expensive, doesn't matter. It's not the same service. And I, those are the ones, those are the losses that I feel like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, because it doesn't do us any any justice exactly it, it's not fair for the rest of us within the industry that are doing a good job and that are trying to maintain a level of trust and uh, i guess uh what's i lost my words here <laughs> help well, me guys I mean, <laughs> at, at the end of the day you have the conversation if you know okay it's totally fine you're going with them and the only thing that you can do is when you are ready because you're not ready for what we have right now. I have the magic cookie. You don't want the magic cookie and that's completely fine. When you're ready for the magic cookie, you know where I am. That sounds yeah. that sounds scary though. Yeah, yeah that kind of <laughs> sounds scary. I'm like, what's in that magic cookie? No, it's deliciousness. <laughs> you know, um, into it. <laughs> one of the things that when, when you know, we don't do a lot of sales on the Cinetech side anymore, but when we had a big sales team uh, really pushing growth, the, the we worked hard on creating that trust in the sales cycle and you know whether it was by giving them snippets of hey here's here's a customer um you know uh, um what do you call that letter the um i'm throwing a blank now myself like a referral like a like a recommend recommendation here's a, a customer recommendation you know of us you know look at look at these certifications that our team has you know and things of that nature to kind of warm the customer up um where you know if you're just coming in pre presenting a proposal they may be a little bit more afraid of you know just signing on the dotted line so that that's always been you know we, we would set up a call with with a customer so that they can talk to that customer and that would help you know ease that process you know for for closing because it's scary so, it's scary they're, cool. they're handing the keys of the castle to this to this msp yes. that just walked yeah. in and the last one was terrible you yeah. know what guarantees that this one isn't terrible you know yeah so i guess therein lies some advice for the business owners that are listening which is the companies that are going to take time to get to know you um to build a relationship with you from the very beginning before asking you to sign before giving you numbers that's who you're going to want to look at because it's more than just a monetary transaction to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and look for the people that are willing to say no too. That's true. Because yes. I've been willing to say no to people. Like you're not yes. ready yet. You're mm -hmm. not ready to spend the money. You're not ready to do the things that you need to do as a business owner. And that's okay. Because again, when you're ready, we'll be here. We'll have There's that no magic cookie. cookie. We will have the magic cookie. <laughs> okay, seriously, no, I... what's in this magic cookie? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? No. I would like no. to know. They're usually um, peanut butter chocolate chip. Oh, Ooh, nice. 
I like those cookies. Yeah, I do too. So, soft baked. Soft baked, yes. Even better. <laughs> Angel's like, y'all are weird. <laughs> yeah, are we really talking about cookies or are we talking about... <laughs> <laughs> I was really talking about a cookie, which I now am craving. So thanks, guys. <laughs> You're welcome for that. Um, okay, so one question that I have for you all is, we've talked about ITIL, we've talked about um, some, of, some of the best practices that we follow. What are some of the worst practices that you guys have seen implemented when you're taking over a new, a new business? We don't add the machines one. to the main. We don't add the machines to the domain because it's for security reasons. Oh, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> I've yeah. seen that one. I like that one. That one's and, good. And, and when and when it's said, it's said with such gusto too. Like, that's oh, right. This is like what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> we don't use group policy oh. because okay. reasons. So there's never a good reason. That that's just yeah. it's just because reasons. Uh, the everyone share. Oh yeah. Oh, the everyone share. I don't even know if there's there, there's no there's not even a good. I don't even know how you explain that one. Uh, I've, I think I've asked that question a few times. Why is that there? And it's just you know oh the the everyone share because QuickBooks said I had to. Yes. Then that's worse. <laughs> there you go. That that's that's the whole sentence. <laughs> So for the business owners listening, um, a domain is <laughs> is um, what can will actually control your machines, will, will bring your network together, ultimately speaking. Leaving them out in a work group is kind of like having all of these children separated without an adult to control the room. That's, um, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so yeah that's for security reasons <laughs> yes yeah, so not not using group policy is like having all of those children without an adult and no rules that's right <laughs> no rules that's right <laughs> and then the everyone share is just oh god how do you even explain no that one, one shares well, now, nowadays <laughs> no everyone with, with can COVID. share everything okay yeah, yeah. germs are everywhere <laughs> at this point <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so back, way back, back, back. Um, I, I had a, um, I got a project uh, that I was working on, and they sent me out to, I think it was Wisconsin or something like that. Uh, and there was this customer that had this system with a database, and they they seemed to have some corruptions and things like that, and they wanted somebody to come and look at it. So I went, and this is when we were like three people and we were small, uh, maybe, maybe a little less. I think maybe it was just me and Giovanni. Um, so we went out there or I went out there and, you know, I'm spending the day looking at the database and things like that. And this is prior to, you know, you really remoting in, I'm talking about 2004, something like that. So you're showing um, your age, Myron. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'm, I, I have back problems. It's, I'm old. <laughs> um, so the the you know to make the story short, I'm there the whole day, you know, figuring out what's going on with this database, and everything looks fine, everything looks fine, and all of a sudden, all the equipment just turned off. And I'm oh, like, good Lord. what happened? So I step out of the the server room, and I look at everybody like in shock. I'm like, what's going on? What what why did all the computers shut down? And they're like, oh, it's uh, four o'clock. It's standard procedure. We turn off the breaker and turn it back on. Reset everything. Oh no! <laughs> Standard procedure. That's Why? totally legit. Yeah. yeah. So they had they had a satellite office that did not know about this turning off. Procedure. Everybody would get. I mean, it just. You know, Angel, don't cringe. I see it. No, that sounds terrible. Oh my god. It's almost as bad as when you walk into a place and there's a bunch of sticky notes like "Don't touch this cable." Don't move that one. This one's temperamental, so if you breathe on it the wrong way, everything's going to shut off. Oh, my personal uh, favorite is the, the one where you just like flip up the bottom of the keyboard, and there's their password. password. One, two, three. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not just their password. It's like the last 10 that they've used, because <laughs> they just yes. crossed them out. Scribble. And, they, and they actually say, like, this is the QuickBooks one. This is the one to get yeah. into. Yes. <laughs> Does anybody oh. else, like, go home at night and like think about that for like the next five hours and like just cringe it's terrible 
Yes, yes, Don. All yes. The time. yes. Uh, that's why I drink. Go to the, that yeah, is why. I, that's why I drink too. That and some of the other things that I mean, even my own clients, they're like, "Well, I thought it was okay." I'm like, "Okay, but I'm telling you, don't do that again." Okay. And then, like two <laughs> minutes later, they're like right back to it. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you're like a freaking toddler. Stop that." <laughs> it's easier. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know, right? But it's not right. <laughs> Oh man. So I, I would have to say that one of the worst practices that I've seen implemented, um, is gosh, some, the company that our client was working with previous to us told them that the cloud would be more secure. And so they moved them from a local, uh, local environment to a cloud environment this cloud environment being the provider's servers where all of their other clients' data also lived and had so access segmented. to. Yeah, well, yeah that's fine. It's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 It's like, what, uh, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. And, and there's, there's, there's really, you know, there's, there's hundreds and thousands of companies out there that are set up that way because there's some guy or some person that claims that they're a big, you know, technology or IT person and they don't really know what they're doing. Um, and that's the, that's, that's the challenge. They, that... they know, like Don was saying. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So we've we ran into a few situations and, and I, I don't know if it's just a, a moral thing or just like the kind of people you are, let's say. But, you know, we've been we've been doing this for a while now, um, maybe not in the MSP space, but even back when we were just a, a break fix shop, when we were fixing grandma's computer, you know, we've never been afraid to say no. It sucks. And, you know, it, it, it hurts your your ego or whatever you want to say. Um, but we've always had this like belief that if we can't do that, if we're not certified, you know, though there's no certification, but if, if it's not something that we do then we need to tell someone no. Like to me, I feel like that's the right thing to do. Uh, we had a, a, like a hotel chain once come to us and they wanted us to do a thing because we had helped them. Maybe we helped them in their house. I don't even remember how we ended up talking. I don't know why we were talking to these people at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it was like, hey, we want you to take over management for our hotel chain and to do this stuff with the ASA routers and the link our buildings together. And, and that was just at the at the time, it was like, I don't know, eight years ago, 10 years ago. That was way beyond scope of what I even could, could deal with. I was fixing grandma's printer at the time, right. you know, and it was like my, you know, it's like we had no choice. Like you could take that on and figure it out as you go. Uh, but this was a, you know, a, a big thing. And it was yeah. like, no, I, I'd be doing you a disservice if I told you like, oh, I'm just going to stumble through this with you real quick. No big deal. Yeah, elephants are funny things. No. We call elephants. Elephants are funny things. That's your elephant. It's either going to sit on you and squish yeah. you or you're going to eat for a really long time. Pick <laughs> one. <laughs> and, and it, you know, yes. those things could go either way. But I feel like you have to know you know, it's like taking on a challenge. That's not, I'm not trying to say don't take on a challenge. That that's that's counter to that. We should be challenging ourselves. But if it's like fundamentally speaking, that is way beyond your scope. You should be able to say no. Well, it may not even be out of your scope. It just may just doesn't make sense as a as a business decision for yourself or for the customer. Don't don't be afraid to say no to the customer and say, look, you know, I know that you think that and you, this could be done, but. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way to do it. And if that's the route you're going, then you know we we can't you know we can't do business together. And that's where you know you I I talk about uh, in IT for Whiskey podcast. You know, little plug there. Uh, we talk about the ABC kind of customers, right? So that those C customers are those that are always trying to implement these things that are outside of the the let's call it professional scope. And and they just but they're the it, expert. They know what they're doing. And and they that creates. <laughs> So many problems, just not only to them, but also to our staff and in and, and our environment, because we're we now have to, you know, support this out of scope thing, you know, and it's it's a it's a problem. Yeah, and that's something that will take away from the business owners and their business. Um, so again, like Angel was saying, it, it's a disservice to to take on someone that 
doesn't fit within your scope. Um, so any, any other worst practices before we move on? There's so many of them. I mean, just pick one. (laughs) Um, let me ask you this. How does that affect the business? Like what are some of the symptoms that you have seen from just bad practices being implemented? In our business well, or theirs? In theirs, in, in, in the theirs. clients. Yeah. So, you know, let's say somebody's not staying compliant with the latest technology, right? They're still on Windows 95. Ooh. Right? Ooh. And, you know, that's creating problems with whether it's backups, patch management, security. And, you know, that creates, you know, you're, you're, you're expected to have a level of, you know, security as an example, right? And I'm going to use some scare tactics up apparently with this one, right? So you're expected to have these, we can't guarantee it. Things are going to crash and burn if you don't get off the Windows mm-hmm. 95, you know, but that's, that's the, I, I guess that's what, how I would see it, you know? Yeah, but there's a difference um, between reality and yes. scare tactics too. Absolutely. Yes. That's, true. I, that's <laughs> yeah. my point. I'm trying to, I'm trying to articulate that. That's, there's that, a fine, that's that fine line that we were that's talking about. There's not even line. a fine line there. That's yeah. like, no. <laughs> reality on one side and then yeah. their dreamland in another. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, not to mention the fact that can you even get Chrome? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, can you even function? <laughs> oh, so we geez. have, we have, we have a customer that has a, an application that's being developed and be, they're still in the process of finishing the application. It's only a couple of months away. But they're still on an older version. I think it's Windows 7, right? So obviously, we, we just this year, we had to move out of Windows 7. But now, some of the backup solutions and the one that they're using specifically is no longer supporting Windows 7. So this you know, uh, um, important system now can't get backups. So that's a good example of, you know, uh, you got it. You got, yeah, yeah, you got to move. You got to move I mean, with the times. It. We've had a couple people that had systems that were on Windows 7 and had to be on Windows 7 for whatever reason. And we were like, oh, that's fine, but we're going to disconnect them from the network. Yeah. They do not see the outside world. It's only on this particular machine. If it dies, you're kind of yeah. SOL, guys. Yeah. Like, right. we cannot yeah. function. They need, you know, move it or be done with it. But that's whatever right. we got to do here, it cannot live on the network anymore. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, with some of our contracts are, let's say, unlimited support or whatever the case is. It's, it's you know, and I, I don't know your guys, how the, you guys are set up, but, you know, some of them are that way in the MSP world. And it's, you know, we, we can't take that burden on, you know, because they've decided not to upgrade, not to, you know, stay compliant. So, but can we as an MSPs, about... we have to no, make sure ahead, that we let them know. As MSPs, we have to make sure we let them know, you know. Can we talk about to the the people that have? Hey, I bought this thing. Now make it uh, work. <laughs> every day. Well, you bought the wrong thing. Well, it, it's not necessarily even a bad thing. Like I bought this thing. It does exactly what I need it to do. Okay, but do you realize it needs a server to run on? Yeah. What do you need? Well, this thing that says SQL. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a server. That's another thousand dollars, but you know, you need all the, the licenses for that. Well, why would I need that? Because it says you need it. Requirements. Right. Yeah. So the oh, lesson yeah. in, in there for uh, our listeners is: please bring on your IT folks, your IT partner, your advisor, whatever you want to call them, and talk to them about what you're thinking, because. I guess Before that's another you... scary part is all the money you can lose. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the yeah. salespeople that will sell you anything without telling you what it actually needs to function. Yep. Yes. Oh, yeah, because yeah. all they want to do is sell. You know, they don't care what the back end is. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's uh, it's scary. It's A lot scary. of the times they don't even know like what you have or don't have. They're just trying to sell you something. Oh my gosh, there are so many technology salespeople that have zero tech knowledge. It's it's amazing <laughs> how bad it awesome. is in, in some areas. <laughs> like, I'm going to sell you this thing, okay? But like, you can't just tell people to. I, in fact, I had this happen not too long ago. I'll put this one out there as a as an example really good software package. And one of the salespeople was like, Hey, you can just go buy this thing on Amazon. 
this printer thing that they need for a bar print, a barcode printer to work. Okay, but the ones that are on Amazon, you can't actually buy this particular thing from somebody that's an actual like partner. Like you're not permitted to sell it that way. So anything mm -hmm. that you're buying there isn't supported. It's not vetted. Like if anything happens to it, like you're kind of SOL again. Like yeah. and you have to explain this to the salespeople. Like you can't just tell people to go buy it on Amazon. That's not yeah. cool. Just because it's cheaper there doesn't necessarily right. mean it's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Because typically it's going to be a refurb or, you know, God only knows where these people yes. have gotten these things or, fell you know, it fell off a truck. Somewhere. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would say lucky and luckily enough for a lot of our clients, we've known them for a very long time. Um, and we've tried to be in front of that conversation as much as possible. And for, for Nancy, for the listeners, I would definitely say like, uh, you're right, get, get your IT people involved. If you're paying an MSP to, to be your trusted advisor, then use that resource. There's, there's, like sometimes I think people don't want to bother us, like just us being like MSPs in general or the owners of the MSPs or the VCIOs in the MSPs or whoever, the, 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 the tech manager. And it's like all we want to do is talk to you, ultimately speaking. We want and to make sure that true. you're buying the right thing. Well, let's yeah, go back to that one more time. time. They are not bothering us. That's right. Not Please make that phone call because yeah. it's. Yeah. It, Again, that's another one of those truer statements have never been made. Like they really do think that they are bothering us with questions like that. And they're important questions that need to be asked and answered. Yeah. Like ultimately speaking, we would have the info to tell you, okay, that software does sound awesome. It is going to change so much for you guys. It's going to be, it's going to, you know, increase this process and it's going to make you some money here. It's going to save Jimmy some time, but you're going to yeah. need this in place. We're going to have to upgrade your switch. We're going to, you know, need to put MSA yeah. in place. It's like, I can tell you that stuff if you ask me beforehand. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But you're not bothering us. I promise everyone. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I, I, I would, ha I would, I'd go on a limb here and say that the customers that really interact with us and keep us in, in that conversation are the ones that are, growing the fastest that are taking the best advantage of, of our services, right? So those customers that are holding back and not reaching out and not getting us involved, you know, it's typically a mess. Um, so, you know, if you're one of those that are listening, start calling, start asking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is true because at the end of the day, you know, you can plan things for growth. You can plan things ahead of time and have all of these things ready. I mean, you could be a three person, you know, officer business and know my plan in the next five years is to grow to 15 people, 20 people, however that may be. And your technology can be planned to scale with you at that point. So that all that needs to happen is I've got a new person. Boom. Okay. We've got you keep on going. Yeah. We've got a new person. Same thing. Let's keep going. Whereas if you don't plan these things, if you don't talk to your IT people, then you're going to be stumbling along the way. Every single time that you have something new to add, it's going to be a, well, this wasn't planned for, so let's go back to the drawing board, which takes up time and right. time is money. Well, and some of it too is it's not that the business owners aren't making that conversation. That's not the case. When you get a larger organization, and when I'm talking like 200 people, you know, that kind of thing, you have directors and vice presidents and things that, that are empowered to do things beyond the business owner. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's where you see a lot of this crazy going on <laughs> yes. because it, internally, the business, you can't influence the business decisions internally. To, you can to an extent, but not, it's harder. you know, their internal processes right. are their internal processes. Yeah. So that said, you have to make sure that not only do you have the relationship with the business owner, but everybody at the C-level and then everybody yeah. at the director level and, you know, every way down to, you know, the last person on the line that could make a decision that affects some of the things that you do. And that's a lot of people. Yeah. And that's a so lot of juggling. So sometimes what I what I do with our larger customers, right, is that we do embed ourselves in there as another manager, another director, right, into the so that way if they're having a a management meeting, we're sitting in that meeting, you know, somebody from from our staff is sitting in that meeting, and it's important because it keeps you know they they've entrusted 
the IT to us, right? So it, it's important that we're in those conversations. So if you're if you're able to put yourself in those positions, especially when you start going to the scaling up the customers and they're two, three, four, five hundred user customers, that's that's the key point is to be able to get yourself in the door. You're sitting at the table, literally sitting at the table, and you may be sitting in meetings that you really feel like, why am I here, right? But the reality is that that that's how you embed yourself and the team to that customer um, and make and that makes the customer more you know more successful so it, and it at does. the end of the day that's it, what we always, want you're always going to get a nugget or two out of that anyway like oh hey by the way we're doing xyz how yeah. does that okay well here's how that affects this and it's also going to affect these guys over here so we right. need to make sure that we get this thing in place you know right now to make sure that we're ahead of the curve yeah. Absolutely. Or or warn them. Maybe we're like, look, we're we're implementing this thing. That's going to affect with maybe you're you're trying to have a, a a target of you know closing the month. You know, maybe we have to push this off. Oh, okay, great. It's great that you were here. We were able to discuss that and 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 you know and set the right expectations and things like that. It's always going to be in the best interest of the customer to have the IT person sitting in those in those meetings. Yeah, just like the CPA, just like your uh, lawyer, just like your insurance agent. It's like yeah. you have to think about your um, your technologist in the same way. Absolutely. That way you don't miss something, especially nowadays with how dependent businesses are on technology. Yeah. I think that's the, the shift that has been happening for a little bit now is the the concept of uh, of IT or technology or you know all all of it combined shifting from a uh, you know the the printer is broken to a a more integral integral that's a tough word to say anyways a more integrated part of a business because it is and it's always it always has been um, but I think Nancy said at one time like you know the, the coming out of the IT closet kind of thing um, you know a lot of things are shoved in that that IT closet and nobody wants to think about it but especially nowadays, you have to think about it. And it is important That's and right. it should be important. It should have always right. been important. Well, now, now the, the forefront, mm -hmm. so, you know, your insurances, your compliances, depending on the industry, you're, they're pushing that those things come to the forefront, you know, whereas yeah. before you didn't, you, you said, ah, I don't really want to hear about it. You know, now you have no choice because you may not get the insurance that you need for your business if you don't have these things in place, you yeah. know, so. Situations like if you are moving, if you are just starting, if you are uh, thinking about new software, growing your team, all of those things, all of those things start conversations with your IT people. Whew. Well, guys, this was an awesome conversation. Um, not as scary as I was expecting, to be honest. <laughs> I can make it scary. You don't know how the listeners are feeling right now. <laughs> Good point. I'm not scared, but. <laughs> oh, geez. I hope I didn't scare anyone away, though. <laughs> um Thank you again for joining me. I had um, I had a good time having this conversation, talking to other MSP owners about these things that I think business business owners in general should know about, should think about, and that quite honestly aren't really talked about in this way. So I appreciate y'all's candor, your honesty, and um, the advice and all of that that you guys have to give to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right. So final thing that I like to always do is for anyone that wants to reach out to you, um, give them your info. How do they contact you? Uh, that kind of thing. And of course, I will include this stuff in the notes. So this time, let's start with Dawn. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn um, and it'll be in the show notes as far as that goes. Um, I'm on Instagram. You'll see pictures of my dog. It's not all that exciting, but I'm there. But LinkedIn is usually the best place to get me. And then my email address, if you want to include that, that'd be fine too. Perfect. Same here. LinkedIn is my go-to. Um, I I troll on Instagram, but I don't really post anything. <laughs> and it's been, it's been months since I've been in Facebook. So LinkedIn is the way to uh, contact me. Um, and you can also add my email address into the, into the, um, thing the thing the thing you know 
<laughs> the thing where the notes go. <laughs> yeah. Angel? You can find me absolutely nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it might be on LinkedIn. I really don't know, actually. I'm pretty bad about that stuff. <laughs> you can find you through Nancy. There you go. That normally that's what I say, but the last time I said that she got mad at me, so I wasn't gonna say it this time, Myron. <laughs> I am I, not I'm expecting those I am bucks, not his okay? assistant. <laughs> no, last time I said something like, Oh, you can normally find me cheerleading for Nancy in the background somewhere, and she was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll include Angel's information as well. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, see you guys next time. Thank you for spending this time with me and my guest. I hope you were able to get some juicy, helpful tips or some nuggets that got you thinking. If you want to connect in between episodes, visit my website, nancysabino.com. Follow me at Nancy Sabino SET on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Nancy Sabino on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. See you next time.